Today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing this book, Effortless, by Greg McKeown. Greg McKeown was famous for writing essentialism and spawned a whole movement of people who, who were looking into what is essential and how you can define what is essential. And this is the, the sequel. So to put it into some context... Effortless is about making things easier, but making what is essential easier. So not just making things in everyday life easier and not having any stress and not doing hard things. It's about once you've defined what is essential to you, how can we make those essential things effortless? Now, my intention reading this book, it was the first book since the interview with Ed Cunningham from I Need to Read. And one of the things we spoke about in that interview was about setting an intention before reading any book, asking yourself what you want to get from the book. I'd already defined what is essential to me. So growing incremental gains, this platform, and growing my jiu-jitsu club, Roger Gracie Academy Lee. They're the essential things for me. And it's come to a point where even though I've drilled down on what is essential, I'm still spending a lot of time doing things for them platforms and not really getting a lot of free time. So this whole book was about making the jobs that you're doing effortless. And my intention with the book was how can I make those tasks, doing the podcasts, doing recordings, doing social media posts, getting people to sign up for free trials, how I can make them tasks effortless and not seem to be a chore. And even though it's obviously that it's one of my highest values, we've spoke about that before, coaching and trying to help people and teach people is one of my highest values. Sometimes it still feels like a bit of a chore almost. As you can see, as you can see, we're still testing out the uh, the new kit and getting a decent little setup going. This time we've introduced the camera, so we'll be uploading this to YouTube as well. So that's where I was coming from from this book, and it was quite interesting setting that intention before opening the pages. By setting that intention. And I'll be dead straight with you now. The book, in my opinion, is not as good as Essentialism. However, the things that I'm going to talk about and the bits that I got from it are definitely going to be able to help me. Stuff that's in the book is original from Greg's perspective. It's stuff that I've come across before. However, the beauty of a book like this is that it just gives you another another angle. I'm going to come back to that and discuss that in a bit in a bit later. So I've found that there's always something more I could be doing. Whether that's promotion, doing some more social media, trying to get a message out there. And this book helped me. Helped me, and I'm definitely going to take things from it, help me do stuff effortlessly. Let's get into it. So the structure of the book, 
Effortless by Greg McKeown. You've got three three kind of strands to it. Effortless state, effortless action, and effortless results. I'm going to be concentrating on effortless state and effortless action because they were the most important bits for me. That's what I wanted answering for myself. And the effortless results bit, I'll be honest, I'd kind of got the idea by then. And I wasn't really interested after the conversation with Ed about not being scared to just put a book down. When you've kind of got the gist of it and you've got what you want from the book, just put it down. Don't feel pressured into trying to finish a book. And it was quite enlightening for me, this, to just put it down. The effortless results bit, I could take or leave it. It's not because I feel like I know it. That's not what I wanted answering from this book. So I've done a lot of work on state over the past 12 months, working with um, my coaches and my mentors. And state for me has become massive. And it all revolves around the morning routine. A lot's been said about the morning routine already. We're not going to go over it again. Everyone, every man and his dog seem to be like, oh, you've got to do this in the morning, do that in the morning. But mornings are sacred. And if you can set yourself up in an optimal state in the morning to win the day, cliche as it sounds, you're going to make better decisions. That's just the way it is. So state is a combination of physiology, so your posture, the way you hold yourself, your breathing. It can be what you focus on. So what are you focusing on that particular day or that action? And the language that you use. Are you present with your language? Are you thinking about what's happening in the future, dwelling on what's happening in the past? What Greg speaks about in Effortless State is when any given task, take an, invert, an inverted look at it, and before you start any given task, ask yourself, what would it look like if this was going to be easier? So we get kind of bogged down in the details of how to start something and it starts to become more and more complex. And Greg is saying, what would it look like if it was easier? If you are interested, you can you can listen to him talk on the Tim Ferriss podcast. And that is definitely something that I can imagine Tim Ferriss saying. What would it look like if it was easier? Now, let's give you an example. So, say you want to start a podcast. And then you think, right, well, I've got to have a host. I've got to have a mic. I've got to publicize it on social media. I've got to get a logo. I've got to think of something to actually say. Are people going to actually listen to me? And then it spirals and spirals out of control. So, let's take an invert of that and ask ourselves, what would it look like? if it was easier. And it adds a new whole dimension on any given task. What would it look like if it was easier? So you could drill that podcast down into literally subscribing to an app on your phone and talking into your phone and uploading it there and then. That's what it would look like if it was easier. I'm, I'm guilty of this, of looking at the more complex rather than the first step. And that's that's exactly some of the stuff I got from this book. But any given task, what would it like if it was easier? Well, I can open 
the notes section on my phone and talk into it and then publish that on a podcast platform. As easy as that. The next thing I got from um, Effortless State was about reducing the lag indicator. Now, what this means is for any given task, how long after that task do you get gratification? Generally speaking, there's not instant gratification with a lot of things. Hence the example I spoke about a few a few months ago now when I put a post out reviewing Arjuna's book, 200%. Maybe a month, two months after, that's when I got the response from him and I welcomed him onto the podcast. That lag indicator was quite a long time from the activity to getting whatever results I wanted. So how do we reduce the lag indicator? Well, Greg McKeown in the book talks about purring up. So doing an activity with something that you enjoy. So for example, when you go in the gym, if you're on a treadmill, if you're on the rower, stick the iPad on, stick a podcast on in your ears, listen to the podcast while doing the, the workout. It sounds common sense, but you're more likely to get the required results doing the activity by pairing it up with these things. He uses another example, phone calls in the hot tub. A personal example from mine is um, when I have to do my expenses at the end of a month for my uh, monthly tax return, I might chuck UFC on the teller and do my tax returns while I'm watching the UFC. Again, common sense. And like I said before, there's nothing really new in this book. It's just packaged in a different way. That might help you come at it from a different angle and get your head around maybe something that you, you didn't quite understand in a previous book. That's why I'm a massive fan of... I mean, Mrs. goes mad, like, why are you constantly reading like these like productivity and self-help books and that? A lot of them do say the same thing. I mean, there's only so many things that you can talk about in terms of self-help and productivity and self-care and all that. But maybe somebody else's spin on it is what makes the penny drop. One more thing from the effortless state was habits and rituals. Now, this was very interesting. So a habit is what you do. And a ritual is how you do it. I've never really like thought about the distinction. So when it comes to doing habits and trying to get habits ingrained to becoming your routine, to become part of your life, talk about the ritual. So now I've kind of, I've drilled down into my morning routine and I've got it kind of, I don't do it every day, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's become the ritual aspect of it is what helps me do it day after day. So I get up. I spend just five minutes just, just waking up, coming into the world. I don't grab my phone straight away. I'm conscious that I don't grab my phone. I go make a cup of coffee. I meditate for 10 minutes using the Headspace app. On the settee downstairs or in the, the office next door. Fill in my journal, cold shower, and then I start the day. And it's kind of the ritual, the routine that I do. 
and it's the little nuances that make up the ritual. And I'm not going to go into them now because that's what makes it personal to me. But the little nuances of the ritual make it more help to ingrain it more into a habit so remember habit is what you do ritual is how you do it makes it personal to you makes it more likely that you're going to carry on doing it hope that makes sense so greg talks about how rituals can help soothe anxieties so when you start if you start to get anxious with you need to have such, such a thing done for this day that day set up the ritual so come in you open your laptop, you have your ritual, you might have your cup of coffee. These little rituals are what help, according to Greg, can help make things effortless. And it's all about getting into this state, setting your intention, what you want to achieve, what you want to do. Which brings us on to the next section of action, effortless action. I'd already approached states in quite a few books, quite a few platforms that I'm part of. So effortless action, how to make things effortless when you're actually doing the activity is what I was interested in getting from this book. So the first thing we speak about, and I don't even think it was in the book to be fair, I think it was from the Tim Ferriss um, podcast and also Naval Ravikant references it in his book the almanac of Naval ravikant definitely recommend that reading that was one of ed cunningham's top three books that he'd read so far this year perfection is one of the lowest leverage activities that we can do if you're striving for perfection anything before you put it out that's a low leverage activity what i mean by low leverage is you're not gonna publish put out achieve anything if you're striving for perfection we can hold back too much when we look at perfecting things let's just get it out there and that comes down to the mindset as well then you've got to have the mindset of embracing failure understanding that this could be rubbish understanding why you're doing it and you may get ridiculed striving for perfection is a low level a low leverage activity and it was good to to hear that again i think because you, you're probably the same as me you, i'm definitely guilty of wanting to tweak it a little bit more tweak it a little bit either and everywhere there's a slight edit that was out of sync or um, i touched my nose there and it was in front of the camera just get it out there we're looking for progress not perfection some more effort does not equal a better performance. So Greg talks about defining. So we've looked at what would it look like if it was easier. And now let's define what does done look like. So today I'm doing this book review for you. What does done look like? So done for me is video edited, audio edited, and both uploaded to YouTube and Spotify respectively that is what done looks like so when I've done that and they're uploaded that's the job done and again these things might sound simple and obvious but there's examples in the book historical examples of where 
people haven't defined what the finished article is going to look like. And after years and years of constant tweaking, constant asking, constant doing, constant going back, revisiting, the project never gets done. So I'm done for the day list. If I've not drummed it into you enough, the power of journaling and scheduling three priorities a day. But the done for the day list. So if I get them three things done, obviously I c if I can do more, I'll do more. But if them three things are done, then it was kind of a productive day. Yeah, there's progress going to be made if I can get those three things done. Again, progress, not perfection. That for me constitutes essential progress as Greg references in the book. One thing that was also interesting as well was starting from zero. So if we're, if we're given a very complex task that has to be simplified rather than starting with the complex task and reducing it back and trying to reduce the steps and simplify the steps and pare it down. Start at zero and take fewer steps to get to the end result. Different way of working. And the story in the book is about Steve Jobs and the uh, Burn DVD feature that was on the original Max. They reduced a complex system and a set of instructions because they started with the end in mind and purred it back where Steve Jobs started from zero and just said right I want to go from A to B in the shortest possible steps another another twist so example an example for me is my website for incremental gains and Roger Gracie Jiu Jitsu I want to try and get people on free trials so I want to collect email addresses I want people to sign up. So what is the least number of steps that Nant needs to take? So I've got, you go on the website, type your name, email address, and phone number in, and click the link. And that's it, done. You get something sent to your inbox, and then you're on my email list then, so I can get you booked in for a free trial. What you don't want to have is they click the link, that takes them to another page. And then another link takes them to the subscribe page. Does that make sense? Again, a basic example, but think of the... I'm going to start thinking more of the customer and how frustrated I get when you've got to go through different pages to click a link to just get something. It should just be the shortest period of time to get it. So I'll be definitely be taking that away. And the kind of the last takeaway for me on the book was never less than X, never more than Y. So this is about upper bounds and lower bounds. So you can get overwhelmed with a to-do list at the start of the week. I know I do. And I did it this morning. I was like, fucking hell, I've got, I don't have much time available to record these podcasts because of my other commitments. So I was a bit overwhelmed thinking about what I had to do. And Greg McKeown in the book talks about this, this lower bound and upper bound. Never less than X, never more than Y. 
So I could be tempted to maybe try and do two of these reviews today to get ahead of myself to get them done. But like we said before, more effort doesn't lend itself to better results. So I'm never going to do less than X, but I'm never going to do more than one podcast today. And less than X might be just to record it. The editing could wait for another time. So I'm never going to do less than record it, but I'm never going to do more than edit and upload this one podcast. Does that make sense? So it's called Lower and Upper Bounds, setting that, that margin for the day. And this kind of goes against, this is what the whole book is about really, um, to avoid burnout. You see it now, especially in like the business world um, and an environment where you're in an office that people will go above and beyond. Half five comes, some people will be out the door. Other people will stay and give the extra mile. And that's all well and good. I don't think what Greg's saying is that we shouldn't push ourselves and go above and beyond at times. But setting boundaries for ourselves to avoid burnout. You've already defined what is essential, what your highest values are. You don't want these things now to become a chore, to become overwhelmed. You want them to become effortless. That's essential. That's essentially what the book is about. He's not saying times are going to be hard where you've got to put the work in at times. But it goes against this whole grain of the suffering is where you've got to be if you want to achieve anything. There are ways, tactics, tips and tricks where we can look to make things more effortless. It was interesting because it does it does go against kind of the current the current um, stereotype of doing the hard yards, you know what I mean? Suffer, get the work done, go above and beyond. It was interesting. This never less than X, never more than Y example um, appealed to me on two fronts because I've done a lot of reading. Matt Rippersaw, Olympic um, weightlifter. Pavel Satsulin, who's appeared on Tim Ferriss. He's a, a kettlebell Russian special forces kettlebell instructor guy. And Dan John, who I've had on the podcast as well. He's a, a renowned track and field NFL coach. And their whole kind of philosophy I could if I could break it down into like an essential piece of information would be to never leave the gym fatigued they wouldn't subscribe to going to failure obviously it depends what protocol you want to do in the gym if you're a bodybuilder and you want to start building muscle then yes you would want to be going to failure however when they're talking about performance whether that's on the track on the field um in the military they're looking at leaving something in the tank. So go back to the never less than X, never more than Y example. That's how I related to that. For me to try and get another podcast on today 
would lead to a little bit maybe burnout. It would be too much. I'd probably find it a bit of a chore. By the second podcast and the second edit, I'd probably be like, fucking hell, I can't be arsed with this. So he's saying leave a bit in the tank. So I get this one done now. And I'm I'm planning on when, when the next one's going to be, when the next one's going to be. So I've got a little bit left in the tank. I hope that makes sense. That's how I relate to it. I mean, overall, I enjoyed the book. It was an easy read. I read it in a week. Um, 40 minutes every night. It was a pretty easy read. Nothing really spectacular and new in there, but a different take on a lot of things that really helped the, the penny drop or solidify some of the ideas that I've already been playing around with. Um, this idea of getting rid of mental clutter. I understand what that is, but the way Greg explains it, getting rid of the drama, the mental clutter, how much more energy you'll have to do on these essential things that will make it effortless. So have a think. Like I said, I set the intention of how can I make the things that I find essential and the things that I value when I'm doing them, how can I make it effortless? Definitely the biggest takeaways for me was what does this look like when it's done? What does done look like? And how can we make it easier? How can you make any given task easier? If you are thinking, well, listen, I'm probably not going to read it because if it's just saying the same things over and over again that I might be already aware of, then what's the point? But repetition is the mother of all skill. So the more you... The more you put yourself into something, the more you, what's the word I'm looking for? The more you submerge yourself or expose yourself to material that is repetitive, maybe a different spin on it, maybe a different take, but eventually that'll seep into your subconscious and it'll become what you do. It'll become your almost, think of it like this, your phone, you go into the apps on your phone. Meditation was explained to me like this. It shouldn't be. Or the, the kind of the, the heights to get to would be to not go into your phone and press the meditation app to meditate for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, like I do, like we all probably do. The goal to get to is for the meditation app to be actually the operating system of the phone to be running in the background constantly. Does that make sense? So you don't go and just press the app when you want it for 10 minutes and then you switch off and you go back to normal. The meditation app is actually the operating system on the phone running in the background constantly. So you've got this calmness, you've got this peace. Definitely, if you've not seen it already, the Arjuna episode and watch how peaceful Arjuna comes across in the podcast and how high... I'm proper like moving around everywhere, a bit fidgety, probably a little bit nervous. But Arjuna is is calm, he's tranquil, peaceful, measured. Definitely, definitely something that people have observed when they've watched it back. So yeah, I rambled on a bit there at the end, but I do recommend it. I didn't particularly read I flicked through the last bit, effortless results, because I didn't set my intention to... 
I didn't want that answered. And I did dip in. I saw what it was about. I read a few of the chapters in the... And I put it down. I wasn't against just putting it down once I'd got what I wanted out of the book. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to the podcast, Incremental Gains. Watch us on YouTube, Spotify and iTunes. And check us out on all social media. And we'll see you soon. 